Talking New Zealand harness racing and uh, doing something a little bit different back here on Campbell's comments. Firstly, Nicole Sims, welcome back to Campbell's comments. Hey, thanks for having me back. Um, been a little while ago, it was probably, oh, I wouldn't have been 12 months, it was just after the New Zealand Cup we caught up last time, but um, I'm trying to do a few things differently with the help of the, or the support of a few of my sponsors and that, uh, try and continue to, I suppose, make awareness of what's going on in New Zealand um, and highlight it, and probably in a little bit of a different way, um, if you like. Firstly, Nicole, um, you have a racing background, a greyhound racing background, and you work for um, Track Talk. Uh, track, uh, what is it called over there? I forgot the name. I'm in trouble. Trackside. Trackside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget us that quickly. No, <laughs> no, no. Mary Ann will be after me for forgetting that one. That's for sure. Um, firstly, um, you enjoy being race, you know, race night, um, doing the on-course um, interviews and that. Oh, I absolutely love it. It's probably why I wanted to get into presenting, really, um, Paul, because just being there, you know, with the people and being a horse person myself up close, you know, in the stables, that's sort of where I feel at home. So, no, it's been great. And all the harness people have been so welcoming for me um, with sort of a predominantly gallops background. It's always a bit hard sort of coming into a new code. But, yeah, really enjoying it and just learning so much, not only the broadcasting side of actually being out there on track, but also just the, you know, the actual content side in terms of the harness racing industry. And yeah, it's, it's great. I'm, a, I'm certainly a big fan. You and I uh, probably look at things a little bit differently. We like, like the punt. We won't say we don't like the punt, but as much as anything, we enjoy the stories more than anything else. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, I've I've definitely improved in terms of my betting knowledge and my understanding of markets, but probably for me, I'm definitely more passionate on the storytelling side and, and that kind of aspect. So I think for me to, to weave those stories in whenever we can, I think it's really important. And also obviously promoting the sport um, in terms of the betting public is also obviously really important as well. So it's it's about getting the right balance, isn't it? It is, it is indeed. Um, and as I said, this, my sponsors helped me uh, continue to do it. And I'm going to be continuing to go back to New Zealand. It wasn't a once of or twice of the other day. I'll be back for Weanling sales, which is row cup time. Um, you and I will be catching up then, but I think we'll be catching up a couple of times before. And I think predominantly it'll be coming from the North Island, a lot of this show short term because most of the main racing is there, but uh, you also keep your eye across things, and we're going to touch on Invercargill and the likes in a sec. Just one thing to start us off with, though, Nicole, um, there was news just today out of um, Harness Racing New Zealand um, with um, Gary Woodham having, a, I suppose, a medical turn. Um, it, the official statement is that Harness Racing New Zealand Chief Executive um, Gary Woodham will be taking short leave of absence after suffering a medical event. Um, at work yesterday, after undergoing surgery at Christchurch Hospital, Gary's condition is stabilised over the last 24 hours. He is expected to return home over the weekend. In Gary's absence, um, General Manager of Corporate Services, Liz Bishop, will be responsible for all operational and financial matters and General Matter Manager. Racing uh, oh, and general manager manager racing Catherine McDonald uh, will deal with um, everything racing related. Our thoughts go to Gary and his family, and we ask everyone for their respect and their privacy. And they'll continue to keep people updated. Um, bit a bit scary, actually, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, I was sort of quite shocked when I saw that press release come through just a moment or so ago as well. And yeah, certainly my thoughts and thoughts from everyone in the industry to Gary and especially to Kerry as well and yeah what they're going through scary times but yeah certainly uh, the industry no doubt will pull around them and yeah wish them well. Saw him on the weekend at Invercargill and uh, yeah um, big shock actually um, 
two days later, three days later, and that's that's happened. He actually was texting me um, at an un ungodly hour for New Zealanders anyway. It was late for me, but it was ungodly for you guys. But anyway, rightio. We are going to, uh, I suppose, as I said, recap on the week, uh, the week that's been, but we're going to go back two weeks uh, when we first caught back up, and that was at Friday night at Cambridge uh, for the race. Um, a lot's been said about the race um, itself. The night, though, was just amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was super, wasn't it? It was great to see all the young people there. And, you know, it's, for me, myself, I was sort of back and forward from the stable area and then back up to the um, parade enclosure. And they were really engaging with racing, which was great because I know sometimes you can get the party crowd there and it's sort of a little bit separate to the race action. But, no, certainly they were really enjoying it. And, yeah, it was, it was a real buzz, actually. It was a different kind of buzz being on track with just that amount of people being there. Um, what you just said then, different, and it was even even for large crowds like we've done New Zealand Cup and predominantly people go there still to watch the races and know all about the races. But that crowd were there still to watch the races. But, if, you know, at the end of the day, they were there to have fun at the end of the night. Yeah, definitely. And I think the way they structured it with the race being the last race and then kicking straight into uh, Mitch James playing and, and, you know, the band coming on, I think it was a really good way to just keep everyone there and, yeah, it was a buzz right till the very end, wasn't it? No, it was super to be a part of. It was, and I, I agree, and I think that was smart marketing by David Branch and the, and the crew there at, at Cambridge. They did a lot of good things. They had a, you know, a couple of little issues, but with that many people coming through, they're always going to have issues, and they'll work on those. It's only the second running, and um, hopefully I'm back there next year. Uh, looking forward to having some fun next year again with them. Um, the race itself, um, I, people who weren't there, sort of said it wasn't much of a spectacle, but on track, I thought it was just a brilliant race. Yeah, I thought so as well. It's hard, isn't it? Because, you know, we all sort of envisioned, I guess, all week that there was going to be that pressure early on copy that, and, you know, we would miss the fireworks early, but sometimes these things don't play out. And I think no doubt the best was on the day one, and I take nothing away from him, but... Um, yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, I think we get too involved in tactics sometimes, and it's why it's really stuck with me what Blair Orange said straight after the race to me. He said, I just went out there and drove my own race. Yep. You know, I didn't get caught up in all the in all the talk beforehand. And I think that's what a good sports person does, don't they? They just don't let that get to you. And yeah, I thought it was a, a wonderful occasion. I thought it just had a wonderful buzz about it. As you say, the club did a wonderful job marketing it. And it was just something different. And I know, I know in racing, some people are quite scared of change. And I know that is something that's always going to possibly be there. But, you know, hats off to Dave Branch and the team because they gave it a go. And as you say, it can only keep building for years to come. And the feature trot race, I mean, it had a great Australian content in it. And thankfully, Aldebaran Zeus was able to win. It really brought, I suppose, something very unique to that race meeting. And um, hopefully going forward, um, it, that trot race can, can continue to grow. And um, a million dollar pacing race and who knows, even up to a half million dollar trotting race. What a night of racing that'd be. Yeah, definitely. And as you say, it's got all that room to grow and develop, doesn't it? And I thought the track played really well. Um, you know, Cambridge, it's certainly getting its opportunities, isn't it, down there? And I think the whole Cambridge um, area really got involved. What I was, well, what struck me being down there during the week, you know, covering a few interviews and things, were the other codes really getting in behind it. Um, you know, the Greyhound code down there at Cambridge, albeit they're not racing on the track at the moment, they really get in behind their harness. They go to the meetings. And also the Gallup people. I remember one of the first people I bumped into, um, you know, when I was doing an interview with Stephen Marsh, you know, they, they really got involved on the night as well. And I think Cambridge is a neat area for that. You know, all the three codes really come together. No, 
it was it was really cool. And um, Ray Green, I know you've got a soft spot for Ray, and so do I. Um, he had a great night with copy of that, but um, he trained a treble. Um, and I know afterwards Debbie was crying. It was uh, it was very unique. It was a very big bonding for what they've been through over the last twelve months. Oh, absolutely. He's a marvel, isn't he, Ray? Um, he's always so good with his time, you know, whenever we want to go out and, you know, obviously uh, interview him. And also he's always so good with the horse, bringing him out of the paddock for us and things like that. And you sort of build up, albeit I'm just a little tiny person that's, you know, getting his story out there. You sort of do build up a bond with these people because they are so genuine and, yeah, after everything he's been through, and, and even the horse, it's yep. incredible what he's been through. I wish he could talk, you know, <laughs> and we just find out what makes him tick because so many people would just love a horse of half his strength and character because after all he's been through, you know, and, yeah, it, it's an incredible story, a wonderful story for racing. Um, he would be a unique conversationalist. I think he could belong on Campbell's <laughs> comments because I don't know if you saw the interview I did with Ray, but uh, yeah, he just walked all over us and he uh, took took full advantage of the whole thing. And he's just a, he's a lovely old horse. Oh, you're not old actually, either, and he's actually bred by Woodland Stud. Interestingly enough, a um, um, little side note on that too, but the weanling sale for NZB is on May 25th, I think, actually. Um, He's a graduate of the Weanling sales, albeit not NZBs at the time. It was PG Wrightson's uh, and that, but $7,500 purchase. What an amazing and astute purchase by Ray and Debbie. Oh, absolutely. It's what dreams are made of, isn't it? You know, and I think the, the story that the Butterworths kept the horse with Ray was huge because, you know, Ray's always said over the last few years, you know, the, 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 you know, not that the plan was to take him to Aussie, but, you know, to send to an Aussie trainer. But, um, you know, Ray was sort of expecting that that could be the case with this horse. But yeah, to be left with him, he's his best mate. And yeah, no, it's a super, super story for racing. And I think just it just keeps getting better as well for the horse. You know, no. he just keeps getting better. Yeah, it does, does indeed. Um, there was a little bit said actually about last week um, and he getting um, he getting beat. What was your your take on last week at Alexandra Park um, just on that race and even um, yeah, more importantly, just the conditions of the race, uh, of the night? I actually didn't think he was disappointing at all. You know, he wasn't beaten all that far and obviously the fireworks early with Nicolas Cage, um, and, you know, I saw Ray straight after, just asked how he's pulled up. He's, he's pulled up fine. And Ray sort of said, that's racing. That That's what happens. And I, I think in my time, you know, good horses do get beat. That's just how I sort of sort of see things. I see things as reading a race, situation-based. And, yeah, no, I, I thought it was – I actually thought for – this week going forward into the messenger, it was probably something good to happen in terms of making it more even and spreading it around a little bit. Yep. Um, it becomes quite hard, doesn't it, when you've got one horse dominating things. We saw that with the winks factor, you know, and um, and thoroughbred racing over there. It, it becomes hard to keep saying the same things week after week. So I think for harness racing, it was a good thing going forward. Um, as I say, he wasn't disgraced at all. I understand uh, comments on the box seat. Uh, Blair had mentioned to Greg O'Connor, you know, he wasn't disappointed at all with the horse. He kept fighting and, yeah, these things happen. So, yeah, onward and upward. We'll we'll look forward to what happens this week. No, nah, and he was only beaten 0.7 of a metre, um, thereby Akuta self-assured and better eclipse. Anyone would like one of those horses in their in their stable any any day any day of the week. Akuta, um, you say there before about Winks. Akuta's never going to be that Winks style horse either, but he's a lovely horse, and he's going to be around racing for a long time. And what a lovely horse he is! 
He's super, isn't he? I um, hadn't seen him for a little while and we went out to do some filming, it was about three, four weeks ago out there at um, Pukekohe and I said to Mark, I said, I think he's growing. I was standing up next to him and you can see his wither has sort of popped up and Mark sort of looked at me and I thought oh, I said the wrong thing and Mark said, no, I think you're right, he has come up because always as a three-year-old, he was always sort of like a little bull, you know, he yep. was really solid and stocky and just seeing him sort of grow up a little bit, um, and he is, he's beautiful. He's outstanding. And and just talking to Mark, you know, he said he's a lovely horse to do anything with. And it's always hard, isn't it, when three-year-olds, they're brilliant, three-year-olds, and then they have to step into that open company. It's never easy. And he's been, to be fair, he's been a bit unlucky in a couple of his runs, this preparation. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting seeing him do what he did uh, at the park on Friday night anyway. I said there before, what were the conditions like? Because I know early on I was, I was fortunate enough to be down at Invercargill and you would think that I would have been getting the bad weather and you would have been getting the good weather but um, early on in the night I think it was either race one or two the heavens opened and it looked extremely trying conditions um, was it as bad as it looked? Yeah it was pretty bad I where we were based um, Craig Thompson and I were right at the corner of where the stables were and it just kept blowing in and all our papers and everything were flying everywhere and I said to Craig I said it's usually this cold and, and this bad. And he sort of looked at me thinking I'm just being a wimp, you know. He said, no, this is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and Craig's one that's at the park all the time. So, no, it was. It was really testing. And it, for some reason, yeah, race two and three, the heavens really opened up and there was a lot of water on the inside. Luckily, that's all drained away. And luckily, by the feature races, I could get out there on track afterwards. It sort of cleared up a bit. But, yeah, no, I certainly feel for all those connections out there because, boy, it was cold. It, 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 it looked it and it looked uh, wet. Did the track handle everything? Because, I mean, that's the first major meeting since it was redone um, a bit over a month ago now. It seemed, to, it seemed to be fair. It seemed to handle everything pretty well. Yeah, no, speaking to a lot of the drivers um, during the night and then afterwards, no, they were pretty happy with how it was handling things. Obviously, when we had that washout, um, unfortunate there with the club, but the work they've done there uh, on getting the track back has been pretty brilliant, really. So I know they, they're really grateful for those people that have also helped with that. It was a, a big team effort. Um, obviously, a lot of the track around that home bend had sort of washed away. So, no, great to see the track playing good. And, yeah, unfortunately, heading into winter now, we're going to get a bit more of the... Um, Yep, the wintry weather, but a nice to know that our track's holding up well. We've got a month of really good racing still coming up, though, so it's got to hold up for a little bit longer. Uh, the other race uh, on the night, the other main race I was going to um, highlight and put up there on the screen at the minute is Muscle Mountain in the um, Lyle Creek um, Stakes. 50000 or $45,000 free-for-all. One, Muscle Mountain, he's just a beautiful horse, isn't he? Just just keeps getting that job done. He's spectacular to stand beside because you sort of know he's big on TV looking at him. But, yeah, just being there, gee, he is – I wouldn't say he's a beast. He's sort of long and lanky, but, yeah, he's outstanding. And just, again, the story with Ben Hope, the loyalty uh, from N. Dobson and the team around that, you know, obviously a horse that gave Ben his first group one winner. And to be at the park uh, the other night and interview Ben straight after this horse getting him one 200 as a driver – yeah, that was something to behold. That was super. What a super moment. It was. It was. And don't remiss me to forget that one. Actually, that's why you get paid the big bucks and I don't. So it's all good. I'm glad you remembered <laughs> You remembered that one. It was a good race. Majestic Man was good. Double Delight, I thought, was terrific. Again, she she's actually flying, but you saw there before about Akuta having no luck. Double Delight's just not having any joy at all. Um, and Elder Baron Zeus, I reckon, will be better for the run around the track. Um, he got a little bit lost still on that home turnout wide, but and we'll touch on... Um, 
Friday night coming up in a minute. But I think he'd be better for having that run because he just would never have gone that way ever. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, you know, your expert advice there, because I thought same with Better Eclipse. I thought he got a little bit lost around that home end as well. And gee, what a super run. So I think coming into this week, those two Aussies have been running, as you say, great races. Um, yeah, I think they'll definitely be improvers from yeah, Friday. Definitely. I think both trainers actually have straight tracks. So it shouldn't, like, they do a lot of work. I definitely know uh, Greg and Jess have. Um, I'm pretty sure that um, Lils has a straight track as well. But definitely, you're right about Better Eclipse because he did wobble that little bit as well. But he was still good, um, very, very good to the line. And I thought Zeus probably wobbled a little bit more and actually lost sort of a half a, half a length. Um, and Chris couldn't really drive him until halfway up the straight. So I think hopefully for next week's or this weekend's race, um, he'll be a lot better for it. And we'll touch on that in a second because that's a hell of an intriguing intriguing race now with the barrier draws. Out of um, that night at Alexandra Park, I've taken out the two main races. Was there another highlight for you? Um, I actually, to be completely honest, I thought I did mark my highlight down as a cooter yep. uh, just at the time because it was quite a buzz, really, because it was so close. And, you know, when I was right out there on track, we still didn't know. We were waiting for the judges' call. Um, but, no, all up, I thought it was it was good racing, really. I thought it was quite competitive racing. I thought the results were, were sort of spread around a little bit, which is always quite nice on those big feature nights. And especially, as I say, for the weather conditions, all those people braving in, I thought, yeah, there was some certainly some really good moments on track. Yeah, no, there, there was indeed. I actually just brought up the... Uh, what am I doing here? Oh, that's in fields. That's why. Sorry, I'm doing something. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong, and I was just trying to be smart, ready for Invercargill. <laughs> the Invercargill meeting is the other meeting we want to highlight, but I will say one other one was Geraldine um, on the Friday. I think well done to all participants for getting through that meeting. That last race, uh, it must have been lucky to get ahead, but uh, I don't know if you all watch it, but I definitely was watching it, and I didn't think it was that bad. And then Cambrai rang me and said about how dark it was in Christchurch and he walked inside and saw the tail end of that race and he's thinking seriously like uh yeah it was big conditions for all the harness participants yeah because that was the race I think they had a, a was it three false starts yeah because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we were we were waiting and um, building in you know we we're waiting on track there's uh, oh. Craig Thompson and I to for them to cross to us and we thought oh gee it's getting dark because y- y- the pictures don't lie do they on the on the tv and yeah, and obviously very, very testing conditions. But, gee, that hardy down south, and they, they get through it. And I must say, I do love the grass harness. It's quite a spectacle. Yeah, I do a show on Loose Lines, and it was brought up in that last night as well. Um, and people wanting grass track here in Victoria. We might actually, we might leave that for next week's show. We might do a few of the pluses and minuses. That's a bit of homework for you because the grass <laughs> tracks have finished. I'm pretty sure Geraldine was the last one. I went to Methan. Um, absolutely brilliant and well done to the club at Methan there for the three wise men, which was terrific in honour of those guys. But I will actually write a note. That'll be next week's show. We'll, we'll touch a little bit on the on the grass on the grass tracks for, for next week, alright? So we uh, otherwise we'll be going forever and won't get to the to the punchline. In Vicargo, I know you're working um, Trackside um, there, uh, you should have been down there. They should have, uh, I'll tell the guys at Trackside, they should have had his uh, down on track because what a uh, what a beautiful place. I'm so glad that Harness Racing New Zealand got me down there. You've been down there before, but just beautiful place and a beautiful track to watch racing at. It's a great track, isn't it? I, I love the fact it's got all three codes there too. It's uh, it's pretty unique. It's uh, got a great stand there and 
as you say, it might be pretty cold down there at times at Invercargill, but it really has a, a real good loyal base of supporters that go and, and sort of watch the meetings there. And no, I really enjoyed covering uh, Diamonds Day, albeit I wasn't down there. I was lucky enough last year to be on track for the group one Invercargill Cup, which was super. And yeah, full credit to the club. I thought they've done a wonderful job promoting, uh, in particular, that meeting back last year and also Diamonds Day, getting a lot of coverage on social media and yeah, it was great to be a part of. Really enjoyed the racing as well. It was super. It was, it was indeed. There was, um, I don't think any of them were Group 1 races. Uh, no, all Group 2 races. But uh, Vesem, uh, Blair Orange, that man again, Mark Purden, they combined to win the two-year-old. Um, very professional horse, I think, the son of Vincent. To me, looking at him, um, or her, should say. No, no, he, he is a gelding. But just very, very professional. Got overtaken by the, uh, the stable mate. Just done the leapfrog around and won very, very comfortably. Yeah, he's a super horse, and you expect nothing less, eh, from the, the All-Stars, just the professionalism the young horses have. And they've got a great record, obviously, bringing horses down to the Deep South as well. And, yeah, back-to-back group, but two successes for Vesem, and yeah, that was a very, very nice performance. And what made my day, Johnny Turner down there putting up interviews. I was sort of rolling through as I was working uh, on the Southern Harness Facebook page, and, uh, great to have the team on track as well. A lot of the owners, and they just mentioned how much they loved going down to the club, and yeah, they were they were putting it up. They were really enjoying it, which was great to see. You were nervous about starting this show. You're thinking I won't be able to add anything. Spot on, Johnny Turner, and what Johnny Dun- Turner does down there for Southern Harness. Southern Harness Racing, I think, is what they go by. Um, he also, I think, looks after the Invercargill Harness Racing um, page as well. But also Johnny Turner. Johnny Turner Racing, I think it is, or anyway, but yeah, please just type in Johnny Turner and you'll find it. The content that he puts out is amazing. He done a preview show with me. His knowledge is just outstanding. Yeah, he's super, and he has been so supportive and helpful to me as well, and I'll always remember and appreciate that. Um, Got to finally meet him when I headed down there last year, and yeah, I think it's all about sharing content. We're all in this together. We all want, you know, the best for the industry. So I'm one, you know, quite often on trackside. I'll, I'll plug the interviews that they're doing, and and in turn, yeah, Johnny's been really super. So great work. It's it's not easy as it is, you know, going out there and and just interviewing people. It's not as easy as just turning up. You know, there's a lot of work, a lot of homework that goes into it, and. I know he's pretty big on in terms of the club as well, in terms of, you know, putting selections in each week. So, no, fair play to him. He's doing a great job, and it's great to get those special moments as well, especially on a day like Diamonds Day. He gets out there and uh, does his uh, work in horses as well with uh, Brett Gray. He enjoys going out there as well. I'm like, he's crazy. So, but anyway, good luck to him. <laughs> the Macca Lodge Nevliar Oaks, um, Nevliar Stud, Southern Oaks, um, was taken out by Treacherous Girl, Regan Todd, what a drive by Craig Ferguson, though. Uh, it was just brilliant, wasn't it? It was a great race. I encourage people, if you haven't seen a replay of it, go and watch it um, and watch the replay. Absolutely sensational race. It really was, wasn't it? And how good is Craig Ferguson going, both as a driver and a trainer? It was a massive day for him. And what I loved about this performance was um, before the start, we had that real bad, <laughs> you can tell us all about it, we had that storm, didn't we? And these horses, unfortunately, these three-year-old fillies had to stop. We had to stop the you know, false start. We had to go back and wait. And it was just horrendous, the conditions that they were dealt with. And I understand this girl had one of the signs flighter as well. So it didn't put her off a game at all. Very, very good training effort. 
and exciting for all the southerners as well coming together of course Regan Todd uh, born and raised down in the South Island and also this one I understand southern bread as well so that's a real special moment for them. It is too. Well, look at you go. You are. You, are, um, you say there about the signs. They were core flute. They'll put on properly. They actually have proper stands there for them. Um, first and second got clobbered by them. And when I say clobbered, they were on, those signs were on the opposite side of the parade ring and they just got airborne. It was scary. Uh, they told me that race, I reckon, was run just before three o'clock. They told me the storm front will come at three. They said, and I'm like, okay. We'll see what happens. And when it hit, I was like, man, and it was about 10 to 3, 20 to 3. And I was just like, that's just incredible. Uh, Whirly Whirlies, um, and a little one from the uh, president of Invercargill, he uh, likes going bike riding. He said, this is why I hate going bike riding. And I was giggling. I'm thinking, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to continue a bike ride. Like, yeah, he said, that's what happened. You used to have to ring up and get the wife to come and pick you up because you couldn't get home. So, and I believe it, like you say that, but when you're down there, you could well and truly believe it. So yeah, yeah, no, it was well done. And um, I must say the locals, they didn't bat an eyelid, but uh, us people from Australia definitely did. I can tell you that much now. Um, it was one of the unique ones. If you watch any of my videos, you'll see at the start of the day, I think I had my shirt on. Then at one stage I ended up with a, uh, I suppose a dressier jacket, if you like, it was a bit warmer. And then I went for one that um, I was telling everyone it's like a doona, but apparently you in New Zealand call them duvets or something like that. But anyway, it was like a, it was like a duvet, so not a doona. But um, anyway, it was very, very warm. So, yeah, it was good. So anyway, um, I digress, which is unlike me. So we've got to try and keep it on. The Alabar Southern Supremacy Stakes final was taken out by um, Ohaka, Con Ohaka Connor. What a name. I'm glad I'm not a race caller for Timmy Williams and Team um, Stonewall, he's a very, very progressive horse. He's unbeaten in about eight starts, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's gorgeous, isn't he? Um, started his career, I understand, bought by Brett Gray, so a bit of a connection there. I understand he was trialling him up, or at the workouts anyway, and then bought by Stonewall start, and yeah, he's super, isn't he? I think first three home in that race will certainly going to go a really, really long way. It's always a really strong race as well, the Southern Supremacy, in terms of horses that win it, so no, very exciting, and it's quite scary listening to a few of the aftermath interviews, in particular uh, the team there just saying you've still got a bit to learn, which is quite scary, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and I think um, they worked him in there on the track on the Friday, I think, and basically Johnny Turner said he hasn't seen a horse work like that on there for a long time, so I'm not sure who he was who he was working against, but uh, Brett... Brett was driving the leader and Amanda just went whooshka straight past, I think, and gave him a cold. So, yeah, which is exciting, though, for the for the industry and uh, people going forward. Um, I will say one other highlight that I do have for the day, and I'll give it a little teaser, and I've got to do it this afternoon. This is this will be my thing. So this will go out tonight, this interview, but uh, hopefully by then I've started it. Race two, Storyteller, very, very progressive horse, but well done to Des Baines. He quinella the race but also were good enough to let me put a uh, camera on and Nathan Williamson's driven the winner. I would love to say we've got the audio Nathan talking us through. Unfortunately, that didn't work for me on this one occasion. I've done three others and they've all worked, but this one, it didn't work. But uh, big thank you. But Des only trains, I think he said he trains four horses. He's Quinella the race and uh, they both went terrific. 
Yeah, what a result. I saw the camera on, so looking forward to seeing that footage. That'll be super. Isn't it great, though, that the Harness team, you know, get in behind that as well? It's great getting right in behind the scenes. But, you know, full credit to Adair's Baines. Always love following his horses. Always really ready to go uh, when you see them up at the races. And I think, actually, yeah, looking forward to seeing them uh, carrying on as well. They're weighing, yeah, repetitive. His other horse going really well at the moment as well. So, no, great result for a small team. And, yeah, once again, from you, you, you got around and you interviewed so many people, so it's great to hear from those people as well. And, yeah, I thought they all were awesome as well. They all speak really well down there. Yeah, a lovely gentleman too. Um, he was very busy, but he was lovely, lovely gentleman. Any other highlights for you from Invercargill? Well, I don't want to keep talking for another hour, but, no, that super. I fought uh, the win of the uh, Cups final. Uh, Wheels yep. of Fortune, that was a wonderful win. A very, very progressive horse again. Um, yeah, the South definitely punched well above their weight. So looking forward to seeing those horses progress. And yeah, once again, results uh, were sort of spread around, which is always nice. And there was one thing that stuck with me as well. Prior to the day, you interviewed Jeremy Douglas, the local. And as he said, it's a day where a lot of the Southerners, just, it's just exciting having a horse in. And I think it's one of those days where they all sort of, you know, they're all very proud to be starting on Bowman's Day. So yeah, no, it was great to be part of the action. Um, I forgot the other lady's name, Fiona, as well. She was the same. She was actually the first person I seen there. And um, they're actually in race two. They'll be for anyone else in race one. So they're <laughs> definitely excited from Winton. And I asked for an interview and she said, yeah, definitely, because these are the sort of days to promote. And I think well done to her and, and uh, that. that Jeremy, Jeremy was lucky. He nearly didn't get his interview. I nearly, I nearly uh, walked off on him. The way he was giving us Aussies a hard time, he was, he was on his, he was on his last chance. Don't you worry about that. He was, he was having uh, a little bit of fun. It was all tongue in cheek, and uh, yeah, I took it the right way, and so did he. But yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, very, very good, good fun, and um, <laughs> it's good to see his son actually is uh, fast approaching getting his license. I think he's had a few drives already, so which is going to be really exciting. So, um, yeah, radio. Uh, one more thing we're going to do, but as I said, next week we've got a fair bit to, well, we've already got the grass track and, and who knows what else. You'd, <laughs> I, in fairness to Nicole, I did only throw this on you yesterday afternoon, I think, didn't I, as, a, as a, an idea. So I do appreciate it and um, I'm very, very grateful for it. So it's come together this week, but next week we'll probably try and branch out a little bit more. We never know what we'll both come up with, but it's a huge Huge meeting at um, Alexandra Park on Friday nights, headed out by with the Dawson Harford uh, Messenger free for all. Great race, unfortunately already marred by a scratching. Only a six horse field now, Nicole. Yeah, unfortunately, Alter Wise guys come out uh, not so long ago. So yeah, just the six runners and uh, yeah, dominating the betting. Copy that. No real surprises there. Obviously, with his speed that he shows early and what he's been able to do. As we mentioned, we spoke about the fact he was defeated last time out. But yeah, I can certainly, well, I think anyway myself, I hate sort of labelling a horse, but I think it is his race to lose. It'd be interesting now. You said about better Eclipse and uh, and that, and he's been going terrific. I think he was terrific in the race. He was good last week, as you said, probably didn't handle that way of going. If he handles that way of going and can find the front, um, it could be interesting. He may like it may make a, a real race of it and uh, could be intriguing. He may not have to find the front. He might hand up to copy that and have one last crack at him as well. I don't know. But, um, yeah, six horse field, but a lot of intrigue. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, being just the small, you know, in terms of six runners, a smaller field, it becomes quite tactical then, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You were not going to get boxed in. Um, you would imagine if you hand up to copy that, he's not going to hand up to anyone else after last week. 
So it does make all of that a little bit interesting, I will say. Um, I know Better Eclipse has led in a few races and he's won, especially going through his grades. I just don't know how much gate speed he's got um, there and whether that's an option for him um, or not. It is 2,700 metres, so I don't know. Like, you look at it that way or he could be three back the fence sitting on the back of Kango anyway, so it's not going to be too bad a, a result that part either. So, yeah, hopefully... Um, well, hopefully one of those two win. I've got a very soft spot for Greg and Jess. They do a lot for me over here and also Ray Green. But any of the horses win would be a great result for the connections. Oh, definitely. And that's part of my study, right? It's going through every runner, every driver, every trainer and finding all those angles because, yeah, it, it, it's a horse race, right? It's anyone's race. Uh, just quickly on the um, other runners in the race, great to have Kango back there as well. Obviously, he missed the middle race. Um He's been a wonderful horse. Was lucky enough to meet one of his owner breeders, uh, Mr. Brody, there on track prior to the race. And, yeah, they'll be pretty excited lining up there, a horse who does have some really good gate speed. And I guess my question to you, Paul, is Harness Horses on the backup. This is the third week in a row for some of these horses. And, you know, not that it's a, a knock on them at all, but it is a, it's a big effort in terms of the training of these horses for three weeks in a row, isn't it? It is. Um, it is, and it's it's quite interesting, um, the three horses in question that have done it. Uh, I suppose Smithy's Terror has done it, but this is his first time back in... Well, he raced last week as well. But Better Eclipse, copy that and self-assured, that they've all had tough runs as well. It's not like it's it's not like they're sitting back, haven't got a run, haven't got a knock a run at them. Um, obviously, you respect the three trainers; they know exactly what they're doing with their horses. So that part is obviously a given. Um, and the three horses are very tough, and you know, war horses. So yeah, I would imagine they do that. I, I presume they have next week off. Do they? They would must be a race where they can miss next week. Yeah, I believe so. And then it's, yeah, obviously progressing in from there into, yeah, the Auckland Cup. But, yeah, it's, it's just different, isn't it, having the race there now, um, three weeks in a row. And, yeah, as I say, it, it, some horses cop it, don't they, and others don't. But, as you say, respect around the trainers because they wouldn't have these horses backing up if they didn't believe they could do it. No, nah, absolutely. And that would be the thing. Um, I'm pretty sure Better Eclipse, he has done it before, Um I'm not sure about copy that and self-assured, he's just tough. I don't think it would worry self-assured one bit at all. I, I think he probably <laughs> just says, I'll bring it on because he's that, he strikes me as that sort of horse. He's a cool dude. I know the photographers, funny thing about self-assured, little side note that people may or may not be aware, um, never smiles for the camera. They reckon they can never get him with both ears forward. It is impossible. <laughs> he, he will not He will not do it. So if you're standing in front of him on race night, Nicole, and you're watching him, watch his ears, they will not both go forward at the same time. Apparently that's his, uh, <laughs> that's his uh, idiosyncrasy. So, yeah, people are coming on here wanting tips. That's a tip you're going to get. Go and watch this horse and you, and you won't see him. Uh, um, Chim Churi, a horse I don't know a lot about uh, for the Telfers and Hayden Cullen, uh, Stonewall team. What can you tell us about that horse, Nicole, just quickly? Yeah, no, he's a lovely horse. I guess he's up against it. He's a horse that's come through the grades pretty fast. Um, he was always a little bit uh, iffy off the stand. He had a couple of sort of misses away there. But, ag again, a lovely horse. No knock on him. It's just a big step up, isn't it? One of those cases where, as you say, you come through the grades pretty quick. He's only a four-year-old. But, once again, it's all ahead of him. And good luck to Alicia Harrison as yeah. well, um, junior driver, another cracker at a Group 1 race. Um, she's always so kind with her time. She's very pleasant. She speaks so well. 
I think she's got a really bright future in harness racing. I have a lot of respect for Alicia, and it's great to see that she's being rewarded with a Group 1 drive again. Hopefully she keeps the drive, because obviously Timmy Williams is now available, so hopefully she does keep the drive, though, and um, and go from there. But, uh, yep, I look forward to an interview. I'm sure you'll get an interview with her on Trackside on the night. Uh, not that I can watch Trackside now, because I'm back here in Australia. That's okay. Righty-o. The other, one of the other features, there's three features on the night though, but is the Peter Brecken Memorial National Trot. This is a $90,000 race. Hasn't this race um, served it up on a platter now? Muscle Mountain 1, Elderbar and Zeus 2. Um, great field of trotters, but when you just go 1-2, it's an intriguing race now, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Again, I thought Aldebar and Zeus, massive, obviously, at Cambridge. Uh, what a lovely horse. Yep. Couldn't believe how relaxed and quiet he was. We were doing an aftermath interview and he was standing there and he's just resting his back leg. Yep. Just a pro. No luck, as I say, last time out, as you mentioned. He got a little bit wobbly around the bend there and he was off a, a poorer draw as well. So, yeah, it's certainly going to be very interesting. What do you make of the tactics early? Um, well, having seen Muscle Mountain and how... That uh, the Dominion handicap uh, when he beat Sunday's uh, no he got beat by Sunday's son but it was just a ten out of ten drive by Ben on that occasion where he poked through off the second line Sunday's son was going a little bit rough and he was able to keep poking through I, I, that to me means that he has enough speed to hold out a horse like Elder Baron Zeus Elder Baron Zeus is blindingly quick out but got to try and handle that first turn so does Chris push him as hard. Uh, and then go from there. I think then if Muscle Mountain's in front, he's going to be very hard to, to beat, no matter whether Chris is on his back, outside of him, or, or the like. So for mine, albeit the draws are really made at a, a race, I still think Muscle Mountain uh, wins, um, leads and wins, and uh, probably wins comfortably. I think uh, for the guys with Older Baron Zeus, they possibly need the tables, tables to be turned just that one turn. Yeah, good thoughts there. And it sounds like an interview with Nina Hope on the box seat was listening there. And Michael Guerin catching up with her after uh, Muscle Mountains win last week. Sounds like they are going to look towards Australia as well with him. So that'll be exciting yes. for you guys over there. <laughs> very, very happy because um, a lot of you Kiwis haven't travelled. I mean, Sunday Sun was your pin-up horse, but um, I know they're always very protective of him and, and rightfully so and um, and the likes. But the Hopes aren't scared to travel. Um, of course, they've got AJ's white side over with um, uh, Greg and Jess at the minute anyway, racing and racing very, very well as well. So, uh, no, Nina and Greg, they do a great job. They'll be exciting for you later in the year. Um, you'll have to see if you can get a junket to come over to, to Australia <laughs> and see how you go there. Um, the rest of that field, though, it's a great field of horses. I say about double delight. Again, shock and draw now for that horse with those other horses drawn out wide. Uh, sorry, in close. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. And but as you say, she's she's going super, isn't she? Another one, a four-year-old Amir there stepping up uh, from a brilliant three-year-old campaign, and yeah, just again, not a lot of luck. But the way she's hitting the line, certainly exciting. Love her stats over the longer trip as well. And again, Tony Hurley, I was looking back on my stats. He's won this race, I think it's like six times. So. Uh, in terms of his driving um, history. So, no, I'd love to see her feature. I think she will feature definitely sort of top fours. She's a really good each-way bet there, double delight. But, yeah, just love to see her see a little bit more luck than she's had in recent runs. I just had a sneaky little look while you were saying that. Ben Hope just driven 200. He's got 7,800 outside of him in Chris Alford, 3,000, I think, 400 to Morris McKendry and 3,800 with Tony Hurley. He's next three drivers outside of him. Talk about the intimidation factor for a young man. <laughs> 
he's amazing, Ben, though, isn't he? He just takes it all on his all in his stride, I should say. Um, he's just a superhuman being, Ben. He's so, so well-spoken. He doesn't let the pressure get to him. I have to ask him, actually, what his secret is because he's an inspiration to a lot of us younger ones in the game. He's um, No, he's brilliant. And the first thing he said to me after he'd won the other day with Muscle Mountain was, I'm just so lucky to be a part of this, this team and this horse. And I thought, well, you're a lot to do with the team, why it's going so well, Ben, because, you know, obviously very capable driver, very capable horseman and, yeah, just so humble, which is really nice. No, nah, it is indeed. And um, I called out to do an interview with Nina um, when I was in Christchurch, whatever week it was, uh, and Nina was actually taking Ben's son for a, a driving test. I think it was about his third third try at getting his driver's licence. Um, so Nina was to prepare, uh, determined to make sure that he uh, passed. She said to me, I won't be back for at least an hour. So I think he was going for a pretty long drive. Must ask, you must ask Ben if his brother got his license. You'll have to ask him. Uh, that'll that'll be a curveball question for him and see how he goes with that one. <laughs> Maybe don't ask him that on air. on air. He might look at you a bit <laughs> odd, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I hope he did for their sake. So um, and going on, and then the third of the feature races, but it is a really good night of racing. Is of course the NZB, and don't forget their Wingling sale is in May twenty five. Harness me and three year old trotters final. Um, little bit of intrigue here of course hopes have got uh crowned the mount moment in there love me too for graham rogerson dylan ferguson hellberg morris mckendry and Ma barry purden um little very intriguing little races it is isn't it a couple of runners coming into it fresh uh, kissed and run there uh, drawn one for the duns a southern diamond who showed a lot of ability yep. uh, earlier on for their purden feeling team so yeah, it's, a, it's an important race too on the calendar, isn't it, this one? Looking up uh, the past winners of the race and the likes. And, yeah, and looking at the betting, um, I think prominent too there, as uh, deservingly so. Last up, winner Love Me Too, who I thought was really impressive last week at the park. Yep, for uh, Graham Rogerson and Dylan Ferguson. So, yeah, got its, its way around. Nicole, thank you. The rest of the meeting, what have you got for the rest of the meeting? What do you, you got any others, little fancy ones or anything you want to look for? I've got one, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> just um, well, I, I don't want to narrow it down too much, but I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, we do have, and the, the running of race seven actually does intrigue me because I thought Buck was super at the park last week. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he steps up there. That's a strong race though, albeit just small on numbers. Yeah. I thought that was a ripper of a field there. So that's to go at around nine o'clock uh, our start time. And I'm also uh, looking forward actually to one of the trot races later on. It's a big field race number eight there. I thought the fiery Countess was super at the park. I Last thought, him out as well now with the Wallace Hackett thing. So I'd love to see her get a maiden. She was oh so close last week. I thought she'd won. I thought Chris had done everything. I thought she'd won. And it was <laughs> a one stride. Well, it wasn't even a stride. It was just the winning post came up and then that was it. It was uh, it was there. It was actually cruel for connections. Um, I just found out my uh, the one I wanted to highlight and people to keep an eye on, unfortunately, she scratched, was Sonny's sister, I just noticed then. So, um, again, back to the trotters. I saw the Ivy League, a horse that's, you know, Really, really well bred. Um, it's actually owned by Katrina and uh, John Price. Near, I noticed that as well. But Paul Nan broke through at Methan, and she's a horse that showed a lot over the journey, and she's finally broken through. So hopefully she goes good. But yeah, Sunny's sister. I hope everything's okay for connections there because she was awesome at Addington um, two weeks ago, 
Uh, no, last week. It was last week, I think it was. And um, yeah, I thought she was absolutely sensational. I was looking forward to seeing her go around, but she won't be going around now. So hopefully for connections, everything's okay. Yeah, that's a shame. That must have only been in the last sort of quarter of an hour as well yeah. because I was just going through the fields a moment before we started. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. We won't see her uh, going around there. But, yeah, as you say, hopefully everything's okay and we can uh, catch up with her on another night. Absolutely. Nicole, thank you. As I said, this has been Talking uh, New Zealand Harness. And, of course, thank you to all my sponsors, Woodlands, uh, NZB and Harassed Trotters, all my other sponsors as well, but through the New Zealand content. But... Thank you. Bit of fun. What'd you say? Half an hour. We've got to keep it to half an hour. Is that what you tried to tell me at the start? I was too scared I wouldn't have enough to talk about, but not with you. You're a brilliant <laughs> talker, aren't you? Oh, yeah, because I only did, I was the only one doing the talking, yeah. Uh, but that's what it's about, this show. It's got to be a bit of fun. Um, the challenge is there for you now. You know for the whole week you can watch things and you can bring the odd thing into it as well. Um, and like I said, we'll be going right through... Uh, through uh, mainly highlighting what's going on at Alexander Park because of um, I'm going to be there for the Road Cup, which is on the 25th, I think, of May. So it's not going to be that far away. It will only be it'll only be four weeks away. So, one, I appreciate your time. Uh, I appreciate everything you do too. And, uh, yep, it's it's good. And I really do appreciate it. So hopefully people uh, enjoy our show um, and we continue to make it grow. But uh, looking forward to catching up with you next week. Have fun at Alex Park this weekend. What's the, uh, Very quickly, what's the weather forecast? Well, it was supposed to be quite bad, but just having a quick look this morning, it does look to be improving. So hopefully it's not like it was last week. It was pretty bitter there, but yeah, we'll keep keep watching on that. Unfortunately, at the moment in Auckland, it seems to just change. You wake up in the morning and it's um, it's like a summer's day and then by midday, it's winter. So yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, anyway, all the bad weather does stay away. We'll see how we get on. But the oh. racing will be great, so it'll, it'll be fine anyway. <laughs> Caught the plane from Christchurch on Monday. at It was about 4 a.m., your time. And um, just on the way there, the um, the radio was going, and the, the comment was that uh, Auckland and the North Island may not see sun for three days. And I was like, serious? Like, it's been that bad, hasn't it, the weather there? Yeah, it's been pretty average. Um, yeah, but again, we can't complain. We've just got to we've just got to get on with it. It's one thing we can't control, right? The weather. No, definitely. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Nicole, thank you, thank you very much for uh, joining me, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. And, yeah, I'm very pleased you enjoyed your time in New Zealand because, yep, we're a super bunch, especially those uh, southerners. They love their racing and they looked after you. Southern hospitality is where it's at. Uh, yeah, except for Southland sushi. That is one overrated food. But the rest of it, oh, white bait, you can have your white bait as well. But the rest of it, the oysters, the the lobster was great. But, yeah, those Southland sushis, yeah, you can keep them. I'm more than happy not to worry about those things again. So it's all good. All right. <laughs> Thank all right. you, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you.